People, 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 welcome back to another pre-recorded podcast of the Arsenio Buck Show. Now, I told you guys I had some special news, and for the next three days, we're going to go buy this book because I believe this is the answer to just about everything out there. You know what's crazy, man? Men. The thing is, like Vishen Lakiani said, uh, he says that he thinks religion is way past its due. Uh, like people in the past, of course, in ancient Mesopotamia, ancient Egypt, they would look in the sky and see this big ball that would give energy, and they thought it was the god of fire, and also named, or also known as Apollo and whatnot, and it was really great for you to believe in, in particular things, uh, 2,500 years ago, but then when we get to an age now, to whereas, okay, I understand you guys are, there are a lot of people who are religious out there, but when it takes away human value and when it takes away a lot of different things and it puts more power onto men in general, that's when it becomes unfair as other human beings. It could be women, it could be straight, gay, black, white, de- well, I'm sorry, African American or African Indian or Anglo or Caucasian or whatever. You know what I'm saying? And so here I am. I'm getting ready to go to uh, this uh, this gym class in the morning. And that was my my nice little introduction, by the way. And here I am Thursday morning uh, getting ready to go to a gym class and have a wonderful meeting with some wonderful people just after that. And, of course, by a man by the name of Lewis Hose, who I love so dearly. This man is the man. Seen him on, like, Ellen DeGeneres' show. He responds and likes my comments and stuff like that. Awesome guy. Multi-million do- uh, multi-millionaire and whatnot. But... He made a book, and he said the masks of masculinity. It talks about and pinpoints, you know, what males are, you know, the dominant male, this, that. A lot of different things that men take on as masks, and they're not able to reveal them true, their true selves and whatnot. So I'm like, you know what, let me go check and see if it's on iBooks. And I realized that it was on iBooks. And I was like, yes! And I hurry up and messaged him. I told him, I said, I'm going to buy your book right now. And uh, I think he replied, he said, yeah, or something like that. He's excited. Like, uh, he's been given a lot of uh, grace and gratitude to everyone who's been buying his book and whatnot. But this has to be one of the most intriguing books I've ever, I've ever come across because this is really detailing and outlining the true problem with men, masculinity. You know, because when you actually think about it, I'm going to go step by step because he wrote a lot of different uh, interesting things in his introduction that kind of relates to me too. But, and and, and just like movies and a lot of things when you're a child and whatnot, he was one of those people who just followed the lead of everyone else, of everyone else, you know, in terms of becoming a real man. And you know what's crazy? Just like most guys today... It's not working for him. It didn't work for him. He said sadness slipped in where success used to live. The loneliness and addiction took over love. And depression blanketed all of it. So he asked everyone, especially in this book, he's like, you know what? Is this the lifestyle really working Or is this lifestyle really working for men in our society today? Because if you actually think about it, guys, in every culture, in every country, statistically speaking, males underperform in school versus the females. Am I right? 
underdeveloped in social skills and friendships. More prone to bouts with anger and aggression and depression. Likely to do drugs more than women. Reckless sexual behavior compared to women. Absentee, uh, you know, in parenting compared to women. Sexual recklessness, you know, that results in pregnancy. Uh, yeah. I mean, is that the truth or what? I mean, if I actually look through this, this relates to so many things and so many problems out there. I'll tell you this right now. If we had all female leaders at helm for every country, there would be no war. I'm just saying. Now, of course, that's just all based on opinion. But if you look at the past of all pasts, men created all war. Women were stuck in the factories typing up things during World War I and World War II. Am I not lying? I mean, the thing is, the rights of women were very, very scarce back in the 40s and 30s and 20s of the last century. And, of course, rights began, you know, they started relinquishing more things that they could end up, you know, saying, okay, women, you could do this, you could do that. Finally, got, you know, there's a female leader in Myanmar there, you know, you got, the what was it? Abbott, I think that was the Australian prime minister, ex-prime minister, and then you had this, that. And it's amazing because men are still saying, no, men should be a leader. No, because you guys have brought so much war upon us. And I'm speaking about this from a a male standpoint. Look what's going on right now with you-know-who. We should do this. We should do that. Let's go kill, kill, kill. This has brought... Over 20 million to probably 200 million deaths over the last 150 years. Men. I'm just saying. I'm kind of just backing up the women here. But I'm just stating statistics. If I'm lying, you can turn this off. But let's keep on going. He put in uh, an FBI report in his book. Mr. Uh, Mr. Lewis Hose, my man. He said 2015 annual report on crime in the United States. Nearly 88% of all homicides were committed by men. Men in the United States are six times more likely to commit suicide than women. Meanwhile, they are significantly less likely to seek help from a suicide prevention institution compared to women. It's amazing because there was a suicide prevention study conducted in Switzerland that said women seek help, men die. And you know what? Just I was just listening to a video just yesterday because you guys are going to hear this tomorrow morning. Just, you know, just yesterday I was listening to a video. And, of course, it was Gary V. And he's over here saying, you know, I'm such an alpha male. And it's these types of divisive and ridiculously outlandish terms that we give ourselves. You know, a lot of people, I remember there was this lady at the gym. Back in probably 2012, she came up to me. She's like, oh, my God, are you gay? I said, excuse me? She said, are you gay? I said, you want me to show you? I said, do you want me to prove it? I don't give. I don't care how old you are. She's like, oh, my God. Yeah, oh, my God. Don't do don't, what? Why, why do you think I'm gay? Because you're just so flamboyant. Because I'm comfortable. Back in 2009, some of my dental classmates came up to me. And they were like, oh, my God, Arsenia, you're so gay. You stand so gay. What the hell does standing gay mean? I am comfortable. Quote, unquote, that metrosexual. For me to be an alpha male, I have to stand like a man. You see what I mean? All of this stuff is completely impractical. So, what is the, what, what is the, what is the simple purpose of this book? Why am I doing this book? Why am I so right now? Because 
Oh boy, I can relate to this. I, everyone can relate to this, especially men. And it's going to help women because you'll understand the masks of what really men, you know, of what men go through, which I'm going to give you on tomorrow's podcast, Sunday morning, Bangkok, Thailand time. And so we need to figure out the masks. If you're a woman, you get, be aware of these, okay? You can figure out and see if you can communicate with men and see what they're, uh, you know, how they're hiding away different types of masks and how you can support them and inspire them and slowly removing the masks. So let's look at some of these things. Let's look at the traditional description of a real man. And Lewis Hose wrote this in his book, and of course all of us are going to be able to relate to this. He said, successful at everything he does. Physically fit. Strong. Skilled at fixing things. Good at sports or at least, or at the very least, knowledgeable about them. Attractive enough to women to be able to get them in bed with them. Uh, interesting, huh? That last, that last statement, that was all high school. I'm going to get into those masks tomorrow, but that was all high school for me. Seriously. I still remember his name, Kelly Dansby. I remember there was a big Samoan guy. There was another guy by the name of Jesse who's a complete loser right now. Another guy named by, by the name of Scott. They would wear these Letterman jackets, which I will be getting into tomorrow. You guys are probably going to hear this again. But they would wear those Letterman jackets. Yeah, I did football. I did this sport. I did this sport. Yeah, I'm considered an alpha male. Yeah. And I could get all the women because I have a car. See what I mean? These are the masks that ultimately doom males, men. And this is what's been perpetuating for over, what, 3,000 to 5,000 years? If you go back to ancient the Spartacus, if you guys actually watch that, women were actually slaves back in the Spartacus days. If you look at the great, you know, the, the fighters, the warriors like Gannicus and Criscus and all these people who actually had, to, you know, were the, the Spartans, you know what I mean? The movie 300 and everything. Guys, just go back, watch that HBO series, and you'll see how much slaves women were. They were just like men, I guess you could say. Well, I'm sorry. Not men. Darker men. As, um, oh my god, I forgot his name. But yeah, if you guys actually go back and watch that, you'll know what I'm talking about. But, I mean, we're, we're still kind of, you know, perpetuating that ridiculousness from two to 5,000 years ago. Remember, I just told you guys just recently about, um, what, there was something I came across on YouTube. And this Japanese guy, uh, who became a stalker, he was like, Oh, my life, my wife wanted to leave me. And I was like, how can such, my property can't leave me. It's my property. They believe that. To this day? In Japan? Yeah. That's the problem. That's your problem right there. So, I talked to you about what a man must be, the traditional depiction of what they are, or what they should be. And then, at the same time, a real man must never be someone, of course, is what Lewis wrote in his book. He said, interested in what women think about his appearance. Too emotional, because that would make you a quote-unquote bitch, excuse my French, afraid, can't be afraid of jumping off a cliff without a parachute, without the answer to a problem, anything but first, most, or best, seen crying, not never, you can never be seen crying as a man, it's really, really sad, you know what, and I'm gonna go over some of these, I'm gonna go over a very interesting story Lewis Holes wrote in his book. He was back in, uh, back in high school, of course, you know, I'm guessing playing sports or whatnot. Let's call it a physical education class. And he was getting ready to play dodgeball and whatnot. 
And each boy, so basically on a dodgeball team, I can attest to this because, of course, I also played dodgeball, and I was probably one of the last ones that were picked too, as was Lewis Holes at the time. So on a dodgeball, let's just say you got about 40 to 50 students. You get the captains, the most uh, physically dominant boys, you know, the, 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 the popular boys, the egotistical boys, the this, the that, whatever you want to call them, right? And so they get probably the tallest person in class or they get the strongest person in class to say, okay, I'm going to pick you, I'm going to pick you, I'm going to pick you, pick you, 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 you. And it boils all the way down to the last people. So Lewis was actually the last one who was picked. And he said it hurt like hell because there was a girl that was picked before him that he could literally lap around the track twice. And so in front of all his classmates... He felt lesser to he felt lesser than a woman to everyone else because they put, picked obviously the girl before him. And it's crazy. He said it was deliberate and intentional humiliation for a reason he can't even remember. And so, in response to that snub, he set out to prove those boys wrong, and he literally crushed every last one of them. He returned the humiliation in the most dominating fashion. Ever, okay? Not just in a dodgeball game, but he went on to just letter and just about everything. He was all-state in multiple high school sports. Uh, what is it? A two-time All-American in college, pro football player, uh, until he got a wrist injury that ended up just, end, uh, what is it, ending his football career, okay? <sighs> so, it's amazing because he went on to do all of this, and he said, quote, he said, winning and succeeding in sports made me feel the opposite of how... I felt as a vulnerable, picked-on kid. And so a lot of these men end up doing the same thing. And so this is why, I mean, if you think about it this way, did that end up working against him or for him? I mean, one bout of humiliation in gym class propelled him to so much more success, only to lead him down a very, very, uh, uh, a path that he didn't want to go down. He was depressed. He was this. He was thinking a lot of different things through all that pain. And so if you think about it, he ended up putting on a mask that took a long time for him to take off. And it's it's pretty remarkable. It's pretty remarkable because, I mean, if you think about it this way, um, man, when was a sports yeah, okay, so first time running the 110-meter high hurdles, I ended up getting embarrassed. It was at Bullhead City, Arizona. I ended up getting embarrassed on the track. I hit literally every stick going over it. I thought I was going to get an amazing time. I fell at the finish line. I cried like a baby. And my coach was like, why are you crying? And I was like, man, I lost. He's like, get back at it at the 300-meter hurdles. So I sat there, and this girl named Dania, who was, uh, she was my friend at the time, she came up to me. She's like, don't worry about it. You'll do well on the next event. And so I did. And so I was able to reverse a very sluggish, ugly performance, very first performance of the 110 meter, meter high hurdles. And I was able to compete at a really good level at the 300 meter hurdles. So, um, I mean, from that point going forward, I always thought that, okay, but see, I did track and field for the love of track and field. Until when I actually got to college and realized, okay, I'm sitting in a room with a bunch of other African-Americans that hate me because they want to see me fail. 
and it was no longer a team sport. It was an individual sport. You got the folks from Grenada over here. You got the folks from Zimbabwe over here, Kenya over here, long distance runners. And then you got some of the fastest runners from Trinidad over here. And I was like, you know what? This is no longer fun. So luckily I didn't keep that athlete mask on, but I did have some on for a while. And I want to get into these masks in my next podcast, but this is literally the introduction of this. If this relates to you guys, which I know it will, oh my god, this is going to be good, and I'm going to have to go over this a lot. Now, of course, this is going to be my primary podcast. This is what I call it, the primary podcast and secondary podcast. So my primary podcast is always the one in the morning, and then of course my secondary podcasts are the one in the e- are the ones in the evening. Let's say if there are questions and answers, let's say if there's this, let's say if there's that, whatever. <sighs> Do you understand what I'm saying? So, with that being said, this is going to be my primary podcast for the next three days. I'm going to talk about masks, and I want to get into the stoic mask, okay? After that, I'm going to do a little Dale Carnegie for a couple days, Napoleon Hill, then I'll get back into this. So, we're going to be doing three books, and this book is phenomenal. I'm going to go over, oh my god, you guys are going to love this, trust me. And especially for all the men out there, you guys need to listen to this please and for women out there who are actually living in different cultures and religions and whatever whereas the man is very very superior compared to the woman you're gonna want to listen to this and with that being said people man thanks for tuning in again have a wonderful morning afternoon and evening baby it's time to rock and roll this is your host arsenio over and out